Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, I'm sorry for the black shirt today. I know, I know it looked like a floating head and arms behind this. Even Guy always says, will you stop wearing those black shirts? But Monday morning, I do Fox and Friends, and I just don't like to go inside and change and put on a different shirt. Very sorry. Very sorry. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Hey, my savvy listeners protect their online activity with a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let me get right to it. Here's what I got for you today. Maxine Waters at it again, inciting violence. Wait, wait. I thought it was Trump and the Republicans inciting violence. That's what we've been told by these media buffoons, right? Pointing out media hypocrisy is nothing new. But I've got some good ones for you today. Remember Saul Alinsky's rules. I don't point out hypocrisy on this show to waste your time. I point it out because it is a valuable tactic in the ideological fight for the future. Make your political opponents live up to their own rules. Important. All right. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that, private. Well, what changed? Well, the internet changed. Think about everything you've browsed, searched, watched, or tweeted. Now imagine all that data being crawled through, collected, and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record, your record. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities worried about. But now we all have to worry about it because we're all public figures now. To keep my data private when I go online, I use ExpressVPN. So does Guy, so does Joe. Did you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data? The worst part is they don't even have to tell you who they're selling it to or even get your consent. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP address to uniquely identify you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted to a secure encrypted server and my IP address is masked. Every time I turn ExpressVPN on, I'm given a random IP address shared by my other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it more difficult for third parties to identify me and harvest my data. The best part's how easy it is to use. No matter what device you're on, phone, laptop, smart TV, all you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. So if you're like me and you believe your data is secure, should be secure, get yourself the number one rated VPN on the market and secure your data today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Get three extra months free. If you go, go today, go now. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino to learn more. All right, Joe, let's go. All right. Joe, you, what's with you and the bell? You're, the, the, you're not coming through in the clutch with the bell. I gotta, I gotta hit the Kenny Bell again. Thank God for the Kenny Bell. Thank God for the Kenny Bell. Yeah, seriously. By the way, quick thank you to WGMD, awesome radio station on the eastern shore of uh, Maryland, Delaware. That whole peninsula over there for having me on this morning to uh, talk about my new May twenty fourth radio show, ready to launch May twenty fourth. Hey, on a bit of a uh, somber note, before we get started, though, I would be remiss if I did not mention and acknowledge the memories of six heroic Secret Service employees who um, tragically passed in 1995. On today's date, 1995, in the Oklahoma City bombing, we had a Secret Service office over there, and we lost six employees. So um, to their memories and to their families, uh, thank you for your patriotic service to this country. Their pictures are up in pretty much every Secret Service office. The Oklahoma City bombing happened in 1995. I got to tell you, time uh, really goes by, folks. It seems like yesterday I was in my car and I heard the breaking news. Um, devastating. But to their families, 
thank you for their service. I know it doesn't uh, give any kind of solace, but I don't want anyone to forget that. Okay. Uh, so folks, listen, it is way past time to start exposing these people on the other side of the political aisle. This is a tactic. You know, I don't like to waste your time. I love my show. I wake up every morning, especially Monday, because I'm all fired up because I go to bed at like eight o'clock on Sunday night. I wake up on Monday morning, always really juiced to get back on the air because I feel like I've missed you all weekend. But I don't want you to ever think I put stuff in the show for anything other than a strategic or tactical reason. I don't do fluff on the show. I don't. I'm not going to waste your time. It is very important we continue to point out the hypocritical frauds on the left at all times. Why? One, so you have the ammunition to go forward and fight the good fight and win elections by pointing out to persuadable people in the middle, not the radical leftists, they're lost, but the persuadable people in the middle that conservatives are at least ideologically consistent. The other side, the libs are total frauds. It is a tactic. It's an Alinsky tactic. It's one of Alinsky's rules. Saul Alinsky, a leftist organizer, he has these sets of rules we talk about often. And one of his golden rules is make your political opponents live up to their own rules because it points out how hypocritical and stupid some of the rules they want to impose on you are. That's why I do this. I Please, I don't want you to think I'm ever wasting your time. So before I get to Maxine Waters, who's just a known fraud, and her outrageous incitement of violence this weekend, outrageous, she should be expelled from Congress immediately, stat, like yesterday. I want to point out some more frauds. Make them live up to their own rules. You will discredit them immediately. Here's an article I saw just this morning, getting ready for the show. Mediaite, Tommy Christopher. AOC, Swalwell, Liz Cheney, and others spending tens of thousands of campaign dollars on, on what? Wait, on what? On security since the Capitol insurrection? I love how they call it an insurrection. Huh. No political overtones there. So just to be clear, AOC, the a general in the war on defunding the police, I'll get to that in a second, is using the campaign dollars you sent her, radical leftist nutbags who sent money to AOC, one of the dopiest members of Congress, one of the most ignorant Dunning-Kruger. I got an article coming out on Bongino.com about Dunning-Kruger today. If you want to know what it is, read the article. Some, some liberals make a, a surprise appearance in there. One of the dopiest members of Congress. You are giving her campaign money that, according to Mediaite, she's now using to pay for private security. Wait, 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 wait. I saw this article at the Hill a while ago, and it just creeped into my melon this morning. And I thought to myself, is this the same AOC? Is this COA, OCA, BCD? No, it's AOC. J. J. Edward Moreno, whenever they put that, what, will you stop with the J? I don't know J. Edward Moreno from the Hill. I'm sure you're a nice guy, but can you get rid of the J? Can you just use a name? D. John Bunch. Just use your name, Edward Moreno. You don't need the J, okay? Please stop with the J. Do you have a middle name, Guy? You ruined the whole segment. Yes, Guy has a middle name, Sam. G. Sam Cohen. <laughs> Imagine me, D. John Bungie. Just use the name, Edward Moreno. Here's a story I remember at the Hill. Ocasio-Cortez dismisses proposed $1 billion cut to police and says, 
defunding police means defunding the police. So just to be clear, AOC, who doesn't give a damn about your security, your security is funded by public funds, right? Liberals listening. I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking questions. If you're uncomfortable giving an answer, it's probably because you know what you're about to say is really stupid. Your security is paid for by public funds, correct? You pay tax dollars. Those tax dollars are financed police departments. Those police respond when you dial 911. If your security's breached, someone breaks in your house, mugs your kids, steals your car, God forbid. Is Libs, is anything I'm saying hard? Is anything I'm saying tough for you to figure out? You don't have private security. 90 plus percent of America lives a middle class or or even lesser existence, doesn't have money for a private security force. Your security is funded by the police. So AOC wants to take your security, correct? Because she just said it in that Hill headline. You just saw it on the screen, folks. Defunding the police, in case you were confused, means defunding the police. Taking away those monies from police so you have no security. While reading those headlines again, just to be sure, Mediaite, AOC's taking your campaign dollars to pay for private security yourself. I like that. See, I can see Guy Scray. I see what he's doing over there. I get a different view on my teleprompter. Very nice. You feel free to take liberties over there. These people are phonies. They're frauds. The rules, air quotes, they want you to live by, they don't live by themselves. Well, why is that? If the rules they want you to live by are supposed to advance us towards a more, using their lingo, progressive society. Prosperity, peace, man, peace, bruh, peace. Hey, 1960s hippie, peace, bruh. If it's supposed to do all that, then why don't they live by the same rules? Why is AOC paying for private security if private security doesn't matter, if security doesn't make a difference, if it's all going to be kumbaya with no police in the future? The answer is because she's a giant fraud. That's why. I probably should have gotten to Maxine Waters first, being that that's how I opened up the show. But the AOC story, I saw it this way, it kind of infuriated me. And usually what I'm most annoyed about, the show starts off with. Let's get back to Maxine Waters for a minute. But before we tell the Maxine Waters story, keep in mind, we're talking about Alinsky's rules, right? Make your political opponents live up to their own rules. So Maxine Waters and the Democrats have all been all over Donald Trump. Donald Trump, his January 6th speech, he incited violence. They actually impeached him over this. Again, for the second time. The second fake impeachment. And they said on that January 6th speech, folks, even though Donald Trump said, go march peacefully and patriotically. Libs, I know that's hard for you to grasp that he said that. But please go back and actually listen to the speech. I know research, homework, reading is not your thing. I get that. That's why you're liberals. If you actually read, you wouldn't be liberals. But try it just this one time. So despite the fact that Donald Trump in his January 6th speech insisted that they go to the Capitol and march peacefully and patriotically, the fact that he said we should fight, which we should fight for free and fair elections, was the Democrats' impotence to impeach him and say, January 6th, folks, he was inciting violence. You can't use the word fight. Hmm? 
Matter of fact, they impeached him over it. Look at this, New York Times. Big phony fraud congressman from Maryland. A man I've had the unfortunate experience of dealing with when I ran for office in Maryland. Total loser, Jamie Raskin. Here's New York Times article. Trump has, quote, a pattern and practice of inciting violence, Jamie Raskin says. This is while he was doing the impeachment uh, charade up on uh, Capitol Hill after the January 6th speech Trump gave. Here's actual video of Raskin saying, listen, he's got a pattern and practice of inciting violence, saying this because he used the word fight. Check this out. You can hear for yourself. January 6th was a culmination of the president's actions, not an aberration from them. The insurrection was the most violent and dangerous episode so far in Donald Trump's continuing pattern and practice of inciting violence. Keep in mind, this is because Donald Trump used the word we have to fight, which is used all the time by everyone every day in politics. Um, It almost never means to go out and physically fight. Which is weird because Raskin seemed to really be upset about Donald Trump using the word fight like hell, the phrase fight like hell. Here's an actual tweet by Jamie Raskin, this total phony and fraud. Yeah, telling people, quote, we must fight like hell to stop this assault on health care and the Constitution. You could see you could see it right right there. You could see it right there on the, on the screen. You could see it right right there. I, I thought fight like hell was an incitement to violence. You should be impeached over. I thought I thought that was the case. Well, of course, that's not the case because it rules, as I said to you at AOC, the rules. You don't deserve security through policing. AOC's rule. I definitely deserve security, private security paid for by your campaign dollars, which means it's not a rule at all. It's only a rule for idiots who believe AOC. Just like using the word fight, uh, the rule is fight means impeachment if uh, Trump says it. But when Democrats say it, it's no big deal at all. So I'm waiting for the push to impeach Maxine Waters today. This should happen today immediately. I'm demanding she be expelled from Congress. Why? Because not only did she use the word fight, she used it in the context of demanding for a confrontation, that people be more confrontational. Maxine Waters pouring gasoline on a fire is out there at a rally about the Chauvin trial and George Floyd, where there's it's a tinderbox ready to explode now. And instead of going there and asking people to respect the system, let's hear what the verdict has to be. Maxine Waters is out there. This is not a joke. Video taken this weekend of her using the word fight. I, I thought that was impeachable and demanding more confrontation if they don't get their wish. Demanding mob rule. Here's Maxine. If nothing does not happen then we know uh, that we've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. But I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that to say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we, got, we cannot go away. And not just manslaughter, right? I mean... Oh, no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is, this is guilty murder. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. It's coming from what happens if we do not get, get what you just told? What should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? I didn't hear you. What happens? What should protesters do? Well, we, we got to stay on the street uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they, they know that we need business. I, I thought that was impeachable. Ladies and gentlemen, you should call your representatives and senators right now and demand Maxine Waters be expelled from Congress. Their their rules, not ours. Their rules, not ours. 
I'm not a snowflake. I don't really, I ignore Maxine Waters because I don't care what she has to say because she's an ignoramus. But they're rules, right? They're rules. Trump should be impeached for using the word fight, even though he demanded that you go and march peacefully and patriotically. That's an actual quote. Maxine Waters saying nothing about peace and patriot patriotism, nothing. She's actually demanding more confrontation. Folks, you just heard it. It's not my opinion. It's a fact. Call today. Demand she be expelled from Congress immediately. Their rules, not ours. Again, showing you what an epic fraud Maxine Waters is. Maxine Waters, who sits behind armed security up on Capitol Hill with the Capitol Hill police. Here's Maxine Waters this weekend on CNN commenting on Rashida Tlaib, another radical leftist hypocrite fraud who put out in a tweet, Rashida Tlaib, that she doesn't want any policing. They basically want to empty the jails and she doesn't want a military either. And you'd think Maxine Waters would say, well, that's a bridge too far. No, no, no. She said, quote, I love her for it. Listen to the end of this interview with Maxine Waters. Check this out. And so I can understand the disgust. Uh, I can understand uh, the feelings that so many have about we've got to get some justice in both of these cases. And so I know uh, that my colleague speaks her mind and she said what was in her heart. And I understand that very well. And I'm here today uh, because, number one, I want to show uh, that there are members of Congress who really care about what is happening uh, with these cases and whether or not we're going to get justice or whether or not the police unions and the lies that they tell are going to win. And so she spoke her mind. And I appreciate that. And I love her for it. She loves her for it. She, lo she loves her for it there. For calling for your communities and your country to be totally undefended. No military, no police, no nothing. That's what you're voting for. Again, how do you wake up in the morning as a liberal and say, yes, I'm sane. Yes, I am sane and grounded in reality. I, I don't I don't know. One, one more. I know you've seen this one already, but Maxine Waters' greatest hits. Again, call and demand she be expelled from Congress immediately. Their rules, not ours. Their rules, not ours. I actually believe in free speech unless it's a direct incitement of violence, Brandenburg, the Brandenburg decision. But that's their rules. These are the new rules. So we're going to pull an Alinsky. We're going to make them live by their own rules. Here's, of course, the old classic of Maxine Waters demanding that you get up in the faces and confront people and basically cause a violent confrontation in the streets. That's what she's basically asking for right here. Here's Maxine Waters in this this instant classic from a while ago. Check this out. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Not welcome, push back, gather a crowd. Um, how's that not an incitement to violence? Again, their rules. Their rules. I've got more on the other side. Let me take a quick break here. But on the other side of this, I've got this phony fraud who runs the Marxist terror group, BLM. Again, she's a self-professed Marxist who supposedly hates capitalism. You've heard the story about this BLM leader buying mansions. But I want to play a piece of video you may not have seen before where she calls out capitalism and then in a subsequent clip tries to defend capitalism by calling out capitalism? If you're confused, you should be. All right, today's show brought to you by my new go-to for my feet. My feet. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow. 
And now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Hold on, I got one right here. Check these bad boys out. The My Slippers are so comfortable. I wear them all around the house, candidly outside the house. Look at those. Look at those inside. Oh, you put your hand in there. They're meant for your feet, of course. But look how soft that is. Nice and really. Even Guy's looking. He's like, can I have that pair? No, no, you can't, Guy. I got to get you a pair from my Mike. Send Guy a pair of these My Slippers. These slippers took Mike over two years to develop. They're designed to wear indoor, outdoor, all day long. You may never take them off, ever. You may see me with these in the street if you see me in a restaurant. The My Slippers are made with My Pillow foam and impact gel. <laughs> you know what? I'm just kidding. They are pretty in there and made with quality leather suede. I can tell you firsthand, these are comfortable. You're going to love them. My whole family is going to want them. So is yours. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off off his new My Slippers. Support Mike. He needs our help. Yes, 40% off. He has pillows, blankets, and slippers for My Pillow. I love all their products. Comfort is the key. Go to mypillow.com. Mypillow.com. Click on the radio listeners square. You'll see it and use promo code Dan. Don't forget. You'll also get deep discounts on all My Pillow products, including the My Pillow mattress topper, My Pillow towel sets, or you can call 800-951-7163. 800-951-7163 and use promo code Dan. Visit mypillow.com. Click on that square over there, uh, the radio listener square, and uh, use Dan. Or call 1-800-951-7163. You're going to love these slippers. The only downside, again, you may not take them off ever. All right. Make them live by their own rules. Folks, listen, we're, 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 I'm sorry if, if you're under the impression here that, because I get this email once in a while from listeners. It's rare, but it does happen. We'll start opening the show up more to email segments from listeners so you guys have a say in the show. When I do the radio show, of course, you can call in and uh, talk about whatever you want. But I get this a lot. And they're like, Dan, we can't emulate the leftist tactics. Their tactics are evil and wrong. You know, folks, we don't live in that kind of world. I'm really sorry. We don't live in a world of simple black or white answers. What's really evil and wrong is letting our country disintegrate, watching our kids fall under a totalitarian leftist big tech, uh, big business symbiote as they destroy this country and just watching it happen. We've got to fight back. And if their rules are to make Republicans live by their own rules, fair enough, then we should turn it around on them. Well, here's this fraud from Black Lives Matter, this Patrice Cullors. Here's her. This is an interview I found online this morning. She gave a while ago where she's talking about all these tragedies in the United States we live in. And she mentions very specifically, I want you to listen at the end. I had to cut some of it for, for time. Here's Patrice Cullors, Black Lives Matter leader. She believes in black lives, folks. Capitalism is not her thing. She says at the end, you know, what's more tragic than racism and all this stuff is capitalism. You know, free markets. What is capitalism? Wait, before we get into this clip, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but very important. What is capitalism, right? I'd argue it's not an ism at all. Um, Capitalism is a couple things, right? The ability to trade your labor for a wage, right? That's capitalism, right? In socialism, you work because you're an indentured servant or a slave to the government. Capitalism, you trade your labor for a wage. The ability to own private property, right? That's capitalism. Socialism, there's no private property, right? But she says she's a socialist, a Marxist, Patrice Cullors, right? So she doesn't believe in wages. She doesn't believe in private property, I mean, those are, those are the essences of capitalism. Oh, and a, and a price mechanism, right? We don't ration. In socialist systems, the government just steals from you and redistributes everything. So she doesn't believe in prices or working or private property, none of that stuff. She even says it right here. Capitalism is a tragedy. Check this out. 
while the the COVID-19 and, and the illness is tragic, what's more tragic is capitalism, which what's more tragic is racism, what's more tragic is our inability to actually create um, a safety net for communities that are most attacked in this moment by both the crisis and the pandemic of racism, but also the crisis and pandemic of COVID-19. So just to be clear, folks, again, I'm just asking this BLM leader, Patrice Cullors, Black Lives Matter, one of the founders, I'm just asking her about her own words, not my words, not my interpretation of her words. She says, quote, more tragic is capitalism. So capitalism, I would assume by tragic, if we're using the English language, she means it's some destructive force, correct? So tragedy, tragic means doesn't mean it's a good thing. And there are liberals watching. So again, this is tough. I, I know you, you got to like get through their six foot thick vibranium coated skulls. So she doesn't believe in prices. She believes in rationing or government force. That's what socialism and Marxism is. She doesn't believe that she should, you know, in private property. Nobody should own private property. That's not what Marxism and, and socialism is. They take from each according to his abilities. The government takes it and distributes out according to their needs. That's socialism, Marxism. And she doesn't believe she should be able to trade her labor for a wage. She should just work for the government who decides the value of her labor. That's her words. Capitalism, tragic. That's what she said. She's already admitted to be a Marx, being a Marxist organizer. We've played that cut a thousand times. I was going to play it again, but I'm tired of that cut. I want new cuts showing you what a fraud these people are. So here's a clip this weekend of the same woman, Patrice Cullors, self-avowed Marxist. Capitalism sucks. So supposed tragic, right? Here's her interviewing. And I'll, you know, I'll give some credit. It's Mark Lamont Hill, who's a liberal himself. But Mark Lamont Hill, being a liberal, is like, uh, hey, Patrice, I'm not really. That's why I left the question in. Usually I leave the question out. You know, Joe always says, cut the question out. Just kept it. But this one, I, I, I think Joe would agree. You have to let the, leave the question here. Mark Lamont Hill is a liberal himself. Has got kind of a problem with Patrice saying she's a Marxist and not walking the walk, just talking the talk. And listen to her answer in the end. And what her answer sounds an awful lot like, what's it called again? What? Come on. Can you help me out? Capitalism. Oh, my gosh. I thought she said that's a tragedy. Check this out. So a critique, though, from the left that would say, um, if you are a trained Marxist, if we're talking about a certain kind of radical politic, that extravagant homes of any sort or multiple properties of any sort is itself contradictory to the ideology that you hold. And so it's not about having money per se, but that it's about uh, or about property per se, but it's about there being a potential contradiction between your express politics and your lived practice. Sure. And I think that is a critique that is um, wanting. And I say that because um, the, the, the way that I live my life is in direct support to Black people, including my Black family members, uh, first and foremost. And uh, for so many Black folks who are able to invest um, in themselves and their community, they choose to invest in their family. And that's what I've chosen to do. Um, I have a child, I have a brother that has severe mental illness that I take care of. Um, I support my mother um, and I support many other family members of mine. And so I see um, uh, my money as not my own. I see it as um, my family's money as well. Wait, 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 time out. T.O. Time out. Yeah. 
Flag on the field, folks. Is this holding? Is holding 10 yards or 50? I always screw this up. Holding 27.5 yards. We're making a, I, I, when I see my money as my fit, you're not allowed to have money. You're a Marxist. Do you not understand Marxism? Because there's only an A or B. There's no C here. A or B, no C. A is you're a capitalist and you believe in private property and money, which I believe in. Patrice Cullors is a free to make a, I, this is what I believe, not her, she's a fraud. Patrice Cullors is free to sell her services, advocacy, activism, speeches. I got paid for speeches in the past. I have no problem with that. She's free to do that in a capitalistic society. She just said before, capitalism is tragic. And now she's insisting that she's a free to make her money and it's her money to spend on her family. You, you can't have it both ways. It's not your money if you're a Marxist. Am I, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Anyone? Anyone in the studio? We don't actually have a studio. Anyway, but that's probably why they're silent. If we had a studio audience, I would still have everyone be like, yeah, Dan, that kind of makes sense. She just told us capitalism where you have money and you get to determine what you do with it. Take care of your family. Don't take care of your family. Whatever you decide to do, with it's your money. You know why? You traded your labor for a wage. You worked for it. That's why real capitalists like me don't give a snot what you do with your money. Because you're a free person. You want to flush your money down a toilet? Go right ahead. You want to invest it in productive charities? Go right ahead. You want to invest it in a business? You do you. Just leave me alone. But she's a fraud. She's a fraud. This is the woman you worship. You get down on your knees to kneel in front of oh, Black Lives Matter. We were driving in my neighborhood this weekend. I'm not kidding. And there's a woman on her bike with a big Black Lives Matter shirt. I swear for the first time, ever, you know, I avoid controversy. I try. I wanted to roll down the window and say, do you really believe that? Because the people who told you Black Lives Matter don't give a damn about black lives. They only give a damn about themselves as they enrich themselves buying a bunch of mansions for them and their family. I took some notes here because I was, you know, I've heard that clip a few times, obviously preparing the show. But she says she wants to invest it. What, what, what do you mean you want to invest? You're a Marxist. The government does the investing. From each, the government takes in Marxism according to their abilities. What do you think from each according to their abilities means, Patrice? Are you not that bright? It means the government takes it. What you're able to produce, the government takes and redistributes to according to people's needs. You don't get to invest anything. Did you miss that in your Marxism 101 class at Karl Marx University? Did you miss that? Or you heard it and you're just a fraud? I would venture towards number two that you're just a colossal tier one level phony fake fraud. As is AOC with her private security. Defund the police for you. As is Maxine Waters. Impeach Trump. He said the word fight. Maxine, you literally just called for a fight in street confrontations. You just said that. And now we have the BLM leader suckering all these people for money and all this other stuff while she goes out and sells her services and lives the high life, which is great. I'm a capitalist. Knock yourself out. Go buy 10 homes. I love that. Everyone should live a prosperous life, but that's not what you believe. You believe the government should have your assets and your labor. 
But when it's your labor and your money, you're like, no, 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 not the government for me, just for you idiots. <laughs> Sorry, penalty flag behind me. I should have thrown it over there. You could have thrown it back. All right, let me get to my uh, third sponsor. And then on the other side of this, I've got some classics. These are some new ones. AOC, Maxine Waters, Patrice Colors, BLM. These are new ones. This weekend, we basically found this stuff. And good for Mark Lamont Hill, by the way, who probably can't stand me. And that's okay. We're both, you know, he's a liberal, I'm a conservative. But good for him for actually standing on some principle and saying, hey, Patrice, I'm not really digging this chili. This whole idea that you can be a Marxist and then own like a couple million dollar property doesn't sound good to me. Here's what I got coming up. I got, I got some classics coming up. Democrats on school choice, frauds. Democrats on health care, frauds. Democrats on tax hikes, frauds. And then I got the Bill Maher must-see video of the day. Must-see video of the day. If you missed Bill Maher shows me, you're like, Dan, Bill Maher's a liberal. Yeah, he's a liberal, but he's not a fraud. It's rare. All right, today's show brought to you by friends at Press House. It's my new go-to. Guy, what'd you think of Press House? Thank you. Guy says he loves it. I gave Guy because Press House was nice enough to send us uh, a gift pack. We're getting another one today. So I'll be sending him home with some more Java. Press House Coffee was started by two guys who love premium coffee. It's that simple. But they didn't like the uppity culture around it. They just want you to enjoy really high quality, good coffee. You know the kind of coffee you wake up in the morning and you can't wait to get to the coffee machine? That kind of coffee. Press House offers premium hand-sourced coffees and resources that make it easy to grow your knowledge and love for coffee. They have, they have equipment, and, and they only offer their favorite equipment and accessories. Their head roaster, Polly, personally sources each bean and creates a unique roasting profile to highlight its unique flavors. Every bag is roasted to order, ground any way you like, and shipped to you within 72 hours for peak maximum freshness. They have unique, delicious blends. Your mouth's going to water like blueberry muffin with vibrant blueberry notes and comforting flavors of fresh baked goods. They have key lime ply. They have their blend notes of invigorating lime, warm vanilla and graham cracker crust. They're created with no added flavors, just carefully selected coffees from around the world. Whether you're looking for the best cup of familiar dino star coffee you ever had, that's this one right here. Tavern blend. I it's our personal fave over here. It's big. Paul is a big fan of the tavern blend. Or you just want to be amazed by wild, fruity notes coffee's capable of, you'll find something you love. Here's how you get it. Go to PressHouseCoffee.com slash Bongino. While you're there, check out their roaster's choice. You won't regret it. Visit PressHouseCoffee.com slash Bongino and get 20% off. That's nice. 20% off your first order. Visit PressHouseCoffee.com slash Bongino. 20% off your first order by using promo code Bongino. That's Press. HouseCoffee.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino at checkout. Get that 20% off your first order. Go today. You're going to like it. You wake up on those Saturday mornings like, yes, get to the coffee. All right, so here's some instant classics. Just we'll go through these quickly because it's important. But I wanted to fire up a few oldies but goodies. Remember the oldies? We all love the oldies. I used to like listening to oldies at my Aunt Jane's house. God rest her soul when she'd have New Year's Eve parties when I was a kid. And she'd play Duke of Earl, throw in Duke of Earl, little old school Rod Stewart, and maybe some new school Billy Joel at the time. But here are some classics. Here's the Democrats being total frauds on things like school choice. They don't want your kid in the school of your choice. God forbid that happens. They're going to tell you where to send your school or right now where not to send your kid to school because teachers in many states don't even want to teach your kid anymore as they collect your tax dollars. What a game. 
That's just amazing. I wish I could do that. I'm just not going to produce a bunch. I got an idea. Gee, Joe, what do you think of this? We're going to produce a blank one-hour show every day, and I'm going to ask sponsors to give us money. How does that sound? Maybe we should join the teachers' union for that. Like it. Not knocking off a lot of... <laughs> sound good, Joe. Gee, Gee's not his head. This is great. We don't have to do anything. Right. Listen, a lot of great teachers out there. We totally get it. I get it. Unfortunately, there's a small pocket in blue states that don't want to do anything and want to take the tax money, and you're not getting a pass. Sorry. But Democrats are frauds in school choice. Remember this oldie but goodie from Politico? Bobby Jindal and Scott Walker wrote this. Politico, what's Obama's problem with school choice? Remember when Obama wanted to take away school, uh, D.C. school choice from people in Washington, D.C.? You know, parents who were struggling and all. You know, their parents made the unforgivable sin to Democrats of trying to send their kids to schools that actually teach them. Oh, my gosh. Can't have that. What are you, nuts? Crazy times. But it's really weird because I remember reading this other article at the time, too, or something of the sort, Business Insider, what the prestigious $40,000 a year school that's educated 35 years of presidential kids has to offer. This is Sidwell Friends, 40 k a year. That's a lot of dough. Even for all those evil rich people out there, Patrice Cullors thinks are terrible capitalists. Who sends their kid to a $40,000 a year private school? Yes, just about every Democrat president we've had in uh, absent Jimmy Carter. Bill Clinton's kid went there. Barack Obama's kids went to Sidwell Friends. I thought it was all about the public schools, sending your kids to public schools. They didn't want other D.C. kids going to public schools, uh, going to uh, charter schools and other schools. But their kids go to a $40,000 a year school. Why? Because they're epic frauds. Why else? Why else? At least Jimmy Carter sent his kid to public schools and was like, you know what? If the public schools suck, it's our fault. And my kid's going to go to the sucky school, too. I think it's a stupid decision. I actually think Obama made a smart call sending his kids to a good school. But that's not the point. The point is Obama didn't want you to make the smart call. He wanted to make the call for you because he thinks he's smarter than you. Because Democrats are frauds. There's a few more instant classics. Remember this one? Just This is Joe Biden. I, I, now, all of you remember, of course, the Obamas. Uh, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. We all seen Obama with that BS. Remember that with Obamacare? But not many of you remember Joe Biden actually repeating the lie. Of course, under Obamacare, you couldn't keep your plan. Mine was canceled. So it was obviously a lie, as millions of Americans figured out after Obamacare passed. But many of you don't remember Joe Biden actually repeating the lie. Oh, don't worry. I'm here to play it for you. Check this out. We'll not only restore Obamacare, we'll strengthen and build on it. So you can keep your private insurance if you like it. (laughs) It's one thing to lie, like Obama did. If you like your plan, you can keep your plan. It's a whole other thing to be Joe Biden and actually repeat the lie after millions of Americans found out you were lying. But again, you know, this is old news. We know the Democrats are frauds. But I don't know if you remember this. Remember this story from the Washington Examiner? John Malcolm and Michael Cannon. This was Michael F. Cannon. This is from a while ago. Congress's illegal and egregious Obamacare exemption. Explain. So <laughs> let me be clear. The Democrats, no Republicans supported Obamacare, just to be clear. The Democrats did. They told you if you liked your plan, you could keep your plan. That was a lie, as millions of Americans had their insurance canceled. And yet when Congress and their staff were about to have their insurance canceled, they carved out their own exemption. Don't worry, folks. Democrats are all legit. Being a lib is all about, I'm down with the cause, man. The cause. You're not down with the cause. You're down with being a total fake, phony fraud every single day of your life. Black Lives Matter. 
apparently matter a whole lot to the capitalist leader of Black Lives Matter. She's got a couple million dollar properties. Matter a whole lot to her. Her Black Lives, not yours. Not bike lady we saw this weekend down the block from my neighborhood. Here's one more gem before we get to Bill Maher. Remember this Politico story? Megan Casella, Brian Fowler, Politico, class warfare? Biden prepares tax hikes on high-income Americans. Here we go, Democrats, all about principle, right, folks? <laughs> you bought that? So Democrats want rich, wealthy people to pay more. Well, how come the same Democrats, according to this Vox.Vox Vox with a V, Vox.com, left this website, how come the Democrats are now fighting to bring back a tax break that largely, largely, not always, but largely benefits rich people? Vox, Emily Stewart. Why some of the most liberal Democrats in Congress want to bring back a tax break for the rich? I thought we want to take more money from the rich. Now we want to give more money back to the rich? No, no, no. Just the rich in blue states that can vote for you. When they start paying higher taxes and they you lose votes, all of a sudden you're like, Remember that thing we said about taxing the rich more? I was just kidding. I mean the rich people that don't vote for me because they got pissed off. I mean other rich people. And 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 you you fought, you blindly follow these buffoons? You blindly follow these buffoons. They are total frauds. Listen. I'm not suggesting to you again that Republicans are the answer to all your problems. I can't say this enough. They are not. They have let us down a lot. All too often. But I am suggesting to you with ironclad certainty that the cause of your problems is almost always the Democrats. Because nothing they believe in, nothing they believe in, are they actually telling you. Behind the scenes, they believe in totally different things they advocate for publicly. Defund the police. Give me my security. Trump's inciting violence. Maxine's inciting violence. BLM, capitalism sucks. I love capitalism as long as I can buy some homes. Obamacare is great for everyone, just not for us in Congress. School choice sucks. School choice is great for my kids. Tax the rich. Don't tax the rich if they have to vote for me. They're total phonies. I, these are facts. These are real headlines, folks. Watch the show on Rumble. You can look at them, too. All right, moving on. You know what? Let me get to my last sponsor. Let me get to this. This is going to be a good segment. I don't want you to miss this. This is going to be called, I title the segments because I like to do that and it's my show and I can do what I want. By the way, thank you for the person who sent me a new gavel. Sorry about old gavel person, but I smashed it to death. We now have a new gavel. Nice and nice and tight. <laughs> I don't know how it sounds a little different. It's not as loud as the old gavel, which is good. That one was a real banger the last time. This segment's titled, Democrats don't really know anything. You're like, of course, you just said they don't know. No, no, no. I mean it. Like, they really don't know anything. We're going to prove it again with some video clips by Bill Maher, who, by the way, is a leftist. All right. Our last sponsor today, our friends at LifeLock. The personal information of millions of Facebook users exposed from a breach in 2019 was leaked online. Do you know that? Potential cyber criminals can access the exposed data, including phone numbers, Birth dates, email addresses, and personal information of Facebook users were included in the leak. It's important to understand our cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. I had my identity stolen. It was a disaster. After that, I had life. I had LifeLock way before they were a sponsor. Every day, we put our information at risk on the internet. In an instant, a cybercriminal could harm what's yours. 
your finances, your credit, and your good reputation. Good thing there's LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has potentially been compromised, they'll send you an alert. They send me texts and uh, voice uh, uh, voicemails on my phone. You have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. Listen, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can keep what's yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now, save up to 25% off your first year. Here's how you do it. LifeLock.com slash Bongino. That's LifeLock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. Get it for your kids and your spouse, uh, your loved ones too. LifeLock.com slash Bongino. Thanks, LifeLock. All right. So again, back to the segment, and I'm just going to show you the data because it's there. Democrats don't actually know anything. And even leftist Bill Maher on his show, uh, again, this is not a conservative by any stretch. He did a must-see monologue this weekend on his HBO show where I I have to tell you, he has been known to call out Democrats at times. But I'm actually quite stunned because this is a go for the jugular attack on ignorant Democrats who, again, because they fall for phony fraud politicians and bureaucrats like Fauci, who keep saying conflicting things. Democrats literally don't. Well, I'm going to say literally figuratively don't know anything, but literally don't know much about coronavirus. Play cut one from this monologue where he calls them out completely for entirely misjudging the risk of coronavirus because they've listened to the panic merchants the whole time. Check this out. What are the chances that someone who gets COVID will need to be hospitalized? The answer is between one and five percent. Forty one percent of Democrats thought it was over 50 percent. Another 28% put the chances at 20 to 49. So almost 70% of Democrats are wildly off on this key question and also have a greatly exaggerated view of the danger of COVID-2 and the mortality rate among children. All of which explains why today the states with the highest share of schools that are still closed are all blue states. So if the right-wing media bubble has to own things like climate change denial, shouldn't liberal media have to answer for, how did your audience wind up believing such a bunch of crap about COVID? There's a part two to this I want to play in a second. But, you know, it's incredible how we find ourselves in the conservative content creation space. Me, Hannity, Levin. God rest his soul, Rush Limbaugh and others, my friends, Joe Paggs and Glenn Beck and others. It's amazing how we find ourselves, really amazing. I mean, I'm not being ridiculous about it. We find ourselves under constant attack from lunatics in the left-wing media while getting the story right almost every time. And they get it wrong. We warned from the beginning, if you go back and listen to my shows back from March of last year when COVID became an international pandemic, what did I say? You can go back and listen. Audience archivist Judy, I know she's been there. What did I say to you? That maybe we should wait before engaging in drastic measures like economic lockdowns and school lockdowns, which would destroy Uh, working families' ability to earn for a living by shutting their businesses and destroy kids' futures by taking away their education and their ability to socialize. I said last year, maybe before we do draconian things like that, we should understand the virus and we should understand a couple of things. We should understand the R-naught, 
Folks, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, an epidemiologist, but you don't have to be an epidemiologist or a medical doctor or a doctor of philosophy in, in virology to read basic things like an or not, an or not. How infectious is this disease? There's a way to calculate that. We used to believe in science. Nobody understood that before they jumped to shutting down the economy and shutting down our schools, which are still closed this day because Democrats don't know anything. They are under the lie, mistaken impression, a total lie, that kids are at a substantial risk of dying from this thing when there's no data whatsoever to back that up. And this is a liberal calling them out. Saying, is this, is this why your states are shut down? Because you idiots don't understand the risk? I said, until we understand the or not and the fatality rate of this virus, maybe we should hold off on draconian measures. Of course, back then, I was, well, we were called all kinds of things. Conspiracy theorists. I mean, all, I mean, the articles were everywhere. You're playing down corona. I'm not playing down anything. It was clear as day, just from anecdotal data, that it played a very high risk to people who had comorbidities who were seniors. How did we know that? Because people knew someone who was sick, hospitalized, or God forbid, died. But the examples of children being mass infected and spreading it around to adults, very few people could seem to find those. And yet we wanted to shut schools down. Why? Because again, Democrats don't know anything. They're the party of science, except for the fact when they have to look at the science, then they're not the party of science. They're party of fairy tales. Of mythology. Here's part two of this, where this was stunning. I, I'm not, this is not selectively edited either. Here's Bill Maher, again, a leftist, acknowledging that the Republican governor of Florida, who actually reads stuff, unlike Democrats, could have been right the whole time. Not a joke. He's not saying this sarcastically. Check this out. A new report in The Atlantic says the media won't stop putting pictures of the beach on stories about COVID, even though it's looking increasingly like the beach is the best place to avoid it. Sunlight is the best disinfected, and vitamin D is the key to a robust immune system. Texas lifted its COVID restrictions recently, and their infection rates went down, in part because of people getting outside to let the sun and wind do their thing. But... But to many liberals, that can't be right, because Texas and beach-loving Florida have Republican governors. But life is complicated. I've read that the governor of Florida reads. <laughs> I, I know we like to think of Florida as only middle school teachers on bath salts having sex with their students in front of an alligator. But apparently the governor is also a voracious consumer of the scientific literature. And maybe that's why he protected his most vulnerable population, the elderly, way better than did the governor of New York. Listen, folks, he's right. He's right. And again, unlike hypocritical, phony, fraud leftists, I don't put people in silly, dopey boxes and when these people say something principled, ignore them because they're liberals. 
I mean, my disagreements with Bill Maher are probably significant on just about every issue. Taxes, school choice, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to debate him on some of that stuff. But I don't throw him out because he's a liberal and disregard his opinion. I don't like his opinions on religion at all. But liberals do that to us all the time. As he makes clear in that segment, how Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, clearly got it right. Accurately, I don't want to say accurately. Cautiously, though, interpreting the data by reading it. Opening schools because it was very low risk to children and opening the economy because the lockdowns weren't working. But because Ron DeSantis was a Republican, Democrats who live in an ideological intellectual vacuum automatically dismissed him because he was a Republican. Listen, folks, it takes a lot of guts for you to say someone on the other side of the aisle got it right. I'm saying that till more now. He got it right. Whether he cares about my opinion or not is irrelevant to me. But again, folks, Democrats don't know anything. They don't know anything when it comes to critical issues of our day. I know we covered this story last week, but it's a perfect fit for this segment again. I don't like to cover stories twice, but it matters. They clearly don't know anything about coronavirus. You saw the data. He covered it right there. And because they don't know anything about the coronavirus, they've made destructive decisions that have destroyed the lives of our kids and working class businesses all across America because they don't know anything. They're also causing a race war in the United States right now because, again, they don't know anything about policing and race. They don't understand the data, but they jump to the conclusion that every use of force encounter, however tragic it may be, must be due to racism. Here's an article we had up last week. It'll be in the show notes again today. You can check out the show notes. It's the newsletter. It's the same thing at Bongino.com slash newsletter. And I encourage you to subscribe. It's free, of course. This article will be right at the top. Manhattan Institute, Eric Kaufman, the social construction of racism in the United States. They actually asked liberals questions based on data, real data. And again, they just don't know anything. These are liberals, by the way. These are, this was based on, you can see right here, it says ideology, not education, influences the extent to which people are incorrect on police shootings and traffic accidents. It's nothing to do with race here. It's going to sound like it, but it doesn't. Because black Trump supporters got this question largely right. Here, here's what I mean. Key findings from this study. Eight in 10 African-American survey respondents believe that young black men are more likely to be shot dead by police than to die in a traffic accident. Only one in 10 disagrees. Among a highly educated sample of liberal whites, more than six in 10 agreed. In reality, considerably more young African-American men die in car accidents than are shot to death by police. But again, because liberals, white and black, don't know anything, they believe there is a mass plague of police hunting down black men in the streets and killing them. It's not true. So they gauge their policy prescriptions. AOC, defund the police, but give me my private security. They make their policy prescription based on data that don't exist. Folks, I would, if, I think me and every one of my conservative friends, if there was a mass epidemic 
of police officers randomly in the street shooting black men for no reason. I think we'd have to have a serious conversation about defunding and everything. But that's not happening. There are sad, tragic incidents where it does happen. And we have a process for that. But that's not what's happening. And because you don't know anything, you are ruining the lives of other people who do. Attacking their police departments, letting crime run wild, causing racial strife in the country. All because you choose to be a dope. By the way, I just saw a breaking news story during the show that Parler apparently will be back on the App Store. Okay, uh, one more quick story, and then we'll have to wrap it up. Folks, some good news for the day. Again, I said last week, you are making a difference. You are making a difference. Don't go to bed every night depressed that, the, listen, the country's all falling apart. It's all for naught. I, you know, I was at a business a couple of weeks ago. I'm not going to say where because the liberals are out there. They'll probably burn the business down if they knew I stepped foot in there. Um, but I was at a business I was talking to. He was so depressed about the state of the country. He knew me from Fox. He's like, where do you see it, Dan? I said, listen, I get it. There's a lot of bad things going on. I cover them every day on my show. I point out the hypocrisy. I try to give you strategic ways to fight. But some of the things we're doing are working. And I do see a trend line that's going to reverse in the near future because people are getting tired of it and you can't run from this fight anymore. Major League Baseball thought it would be a good idea to act like snowflakes and fight against voter integrity measures in Georgia. Apparently, Major League Baseball doesn't want free and fair elections. I don't know why they would fight against voter ID. Not sure, being that you need an ID to pick up a ticket at will call at a baseball game. So look at what happened. Axios, Kendall Baker. Story will be in the newsletter today. Again, Bungino.com slash newsletter. MLB falls out of favor with Republicans. Ladies and gentlemen, their Major League Baseball favorability rating amongst Republicans was at 47%, one of the highest amongst professional sports. Major League Baseball thought it'd be a good idea to act as fake social justice warriors. Major League Baseball favorability is now down to 12%. That's 1-2, not 2-1 for the liberals listening. 47-12, 47-12, 47-12. Good job, MLB. Don't tune in, folks. Don't let up one bit. You will move that baseball game, all-star game, back to Atlanta, MLB, or we will not show up. Do not let up one bit. I know it's tempting. I know a lot of you love sports. Don't do it. Don't have this conversation with my brother this weekend. Don't do it. Don't do it. You'll come back when they commit to playing sports and staying out of things that they don't have any idea what they're about, notably politics. They have no idea. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Just a reminder, again, my show is uh, launching May 24th, my terrestrial radio show. We'll be recording it right after the podcast. Not recording, it'll be live. But uh, we did, we're we on with WGMD this morning. Thanks to all the stations that are joining. We've had massive interest. There are affiliates joining all over the country. If you want to hear the show, I haven't asked. You got to call your local radio station. You got to email them, tweet to them, make a parlor post for them telegram to them, whatever you got to do, let them know you want to hear the show. It's the only way. So we'd like to be everywhere. We got a ton of affiliates joining. Thanks to you. I deeply appreciate it. Much love. I'd pound my chest here with my heart, but my elbows don't let me do it. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.